Gonzaga Nation SI with the second night of the Sweet 16. Obviously, Gonzaga's unfortunately been knocked out, but we're going to keep bringing you some uh, info and content on the NCAA tournament. Um, the second night, preview of the Friday night games. Uh, first night was disappointing for a Gonzaga fan uh, because the Zags lost, Tommy Lloyd in Arizona lost. Um, you know, there was some poor officiating all the way around. Hopefully that gets cleaned up a little bit with the Friday night games. Um, but all, all in all, uh, there is nothing like the NCAA tournament. There's nothing like March Madness. But preview the games real quick for today. St. Peter's. Second night of the Sweet 16, the Friday night. We've got a couple great games on slate. Uh, unfortunately, if you're a Gonzaga fan which probably are in following Gonzaga Nation SI. You were disappointed with the loss to Arkansas last night. You were somewhat disappointed in the loss for Arizona because of the Tommy Lloyd connections. Um, but you were probably frustrated with the officiating in all four games as well as almost every game that's been played so far in the NCAA tournament. But uh, we're going to look ahead. We're going to look at the games tonight on Friday in the Sweet 16 and the teams that have a chance to get to an Elite Eight and compete to get to that elusive Final Four, which is in New Orleans this year. So first game up will be St. Peter's and Purdue. What a tremendous opportunity for the Peacocks of St. Peter's. Uh, you know, a lot has been talked about, a lot has been said, a lot has been written about this team coached by Shaheen Holloway. Uh, Shaheen Holloway has got these guys believing. I mean, you knock off Kentucky and then Murray State, uh, what a tremendous run so far for the average basketball college basketball fan. You probably didn't know much about them going in. I'll be honest, as an analyst that follows it pretty closely, I didn't know much about them. I knew Shaheen Holloway was a tremendous player at Seton Hall, McDonald's All-American, uh, played a little bit professionally, um, but I didn't know what to expect uh, from him as a coach. Well, I'll tell you what, he has been a tremendous coach. Defensively, they, they, they take away the strengths of the opponent. Offensively, they get the defense and movement, and then they are able to attack space. They're able to attack gaps. They're able to take advantage uh, of possible mismatches that they may think that they have. So uh, it's been fun to watch them play. Daryl Banks, Jr., uh, leads them in scoring. Casey Indefo uh, is another player that averages over 10 points a game. They only got two guys in double figures. They play a little bit slower pace. Um, much of that's due to the offense that they run. Much of that is due to how good they are defensively and, and not allowing uh, the other team to make it an up-and-down game. But uh, they're, they're going to have a big-time challenge in Purdue. Uh, Purdue is, uh, has been battling with Gonzaga and Arizona throughout the entire year as far as the best offense in the country, Ken Palm ana analytically, with their efficiency um, and points per possession. But uh, Purdue, offensively, they can play in the half court. They can play quick in the, in, in the transition game. Um, Jaden Ivey, possible top five pick. Some people even said they would sneak him up into the top three if they if they were picking. Um, so a tremendous guard who reminds me a little bit of Ja Morant with his explosiveness, his creativity. Um, he can go. He can score it. He can make plays for others. Um, Zach Eady on the interior, 7-3. That's going to be interesting to see how St. Peter's uh, can deal with his size because they haven't had to, to deal with anybody that size in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference throughout the year. Although they had to deal with Kentucky and some size with Shibwe. We'll see what that means against 
not just Zach Eady, but also Travion Williams uh, on the interior, who um, is a power player. There's no way, other way to put it but a power player. So that's going to be a fun one to watch, St. Peter's and Purdue. Next up will be the lone remaining one seed, Kansas, the Jayhawks, against Providence. I think Providence, the biggest surprise, at least um, for kind of uh, the biggest surprise in the Big East, that's for sure. That's easy. There's one other team that I'll touch on in a second um, that would be, I guess you could say, these would be the two biggest surprises of Power 5 conference teams. Well, Big East doesn't isn't considered a Power Conference team. If we say the top six basketball leagues in the conference, in the country, uh, Providence and the other team I'll mention later are the two biggest surprises. But um, they've had a tremendous season with uh, Ed Cooley. Nate Watson uh, is a, a solid scorer. Jared Bynum is a point guard who, who does a little bit of everything. But push comes to shove. He's experienced. He plays with composure. He plays with poise. He's got a high IQ, averages around five assists per game. He's been a difference maker a lot throughout the course of this season because the Big East is pretty dang good when you look at it. Um, Villanova's there. Um, UConn was really good this year with R.J. Cole, but Providence has put together a tremendous year. And Jared Bynum's going to have to be good because uh, Kansas, Remy Martin, grad transfer from Arizona State, uh, he's been playing really well as of late. He kind of struggled at times throughout the season, but he's an older, experienced point guard who can score it, and he's super quick. Uh, and as I said, he's been playing really well as of late. Uh, on the interior, um, you know, you got David McCormick for Kansas, who seems like he's been there forever, but uh, he's an interior piece that's going to be so something for Providence to, to take care of. Um, but their main guy, All-American uh, Ogbaji, Ochai Ogbaji, he has been unbelievable at times this year just been a game or two where he's disappeared but you got to give a guy a pass when when he's played at a high level in the big games and the big moments but uh, that's going to be an interesting fun one to watch kansas over providence uh, i think kansas will be the next or the last one seed um to advance um, all the other one seeds will be out i've got kansas um advancing over providence uh next couple games Great games. UCLA, North Carolina. Talk about two blue blood programs battling in the Sweet 16. Um, North Carolina didn't expect them to be here, especially with how they were playing middle of the season. Um, UCLA, you expected them to be here. Um, preseason number one in a lot of publications. They were in the Final Four last year. They returned all five starters as well as uh, a couple off the bench. UCLA, as good as anybody defensively in the country. Mick Cronin, Gets those guys to buy in, lock in, and then execute the game plan on the defensive end. On the offensive end of the floor, um, they play a little slower. They can play up and down with tempo at times because they've got the ability to get stops and run. But really, they're great in the half court because of their their size and their versatility on the wings with uh, Jaime Jaquez, who hopefully, if you're a UCLA fan, is able to play after spraining his ankle in the second round. Um, against St. Mary's, but Johnny Juzang, last year's NCAA tournament hero for UCLA with that tremendous run. He's struggled at times, but he, when he gets it going, you can expect to see a 20-plus point night. Jules Bernard uh, has had moments this year where he's played really well, and then um, push comes to shove, Tiger Campbell in a pick and roll uh, might be their best option because he has really improved his game from sophomore to junior year. Um, first couple of years, 
only shot it, I think, in the upper 20 percentages from the three-point line this year. Um, he's made more threes in one year than he did in his first two years combined, and he shot it at uh, over 40% from the three-point line. So he's somebody to keep an eye out for. But for you, you North Carolina, it was going to be adjustment. You knew it was going to be adjustment because Roy Williams retires. Hubert Davis takes over. There's always that learning curve for a new coach. Hubert Davis went through it. Now he's got those guys playing really well. They knocked off Baylor in a tremendous game uh, a week ago in the NCAA tournament where they were up 25, let Baylor come back, but then they were able to finish it off. Um, they're, they're led by, you know, uh, Leaky Black, who I think is really good defensively. R.J. Davis is really good. Um, and then Brady Manick, the transfer from Oklahoma, has been special at times. Uh, he was special early in that uh, game against Baylor, and then he got ejected for another questionable uh, decision by an official. And that's been kind of one of the themes this year is the officiating impacting games, um, I think, negatively. So, um, But UCLA versus UNC, two blue bloods going at it. I would expect UCLA to advance in this one, but should be a really good basketball game. Uh, next up and final game to quickly preview, uh, Iowa State in Miami. Now, if anybody had a bracket filled out before the NCAA tournament and you had these two teams advancing to play each other in the Sweet 16, um, I wouldn't have believed you because, quite frankly, there were very little expectations uh, on Iowa State. They only won two games a season ago. T.J. Otzelberger comes over from UNLV, um, basically cleans house, uh, gets transfer portal heavy with bringing guys in, and he's really done a tremendous job of blending those guys to where um, they're in the Sweet 16 with a legit chance um, against a Miami team who's really good. Uh, Miami, Coach Jim Laranega, you know, They've had their ups and downs throughout the course of the year, but being in the ACC, even though it was a little bit of a down year, they are a battle test. Jim Laranega is, is one of the better coaches in the country, but he's one of those coaches that doesn't get a lot of attention. He doesn't seek a lot of attention, but when push comes to shove, he's got a great game plan and guys execute it. So they're going to rely heavily again on um, point guard play from Charlie Moore. It seems like Charlie Moore has been in college forever, but he's been good in big moments. Uh, for Miami this year. Started his career at Cal, transferred to Kansas. Now with the extra COVID year that guys have been granted, um, he's at Miami wrapping up his career. But he averages about 12 points, five assists a game. And, and that shows you the value of experience in March. Very few things that occur on a court uh, at the college level, Charlie Moore hasn't seen yet. So he's got the ability um, to rely and lean on experiences that, that he's been through. Um, and then the other player, their leading scorer, Cameron Magusti, um, you know, somebody that uh, provides some versatility uh, for Coach Lair Jim Laranega in, in the Hurricanes. In that game, um, I'm going to have to go with, with Iowa State. Uh, as I mentioned, I think the ACC is a little bit down this year as compared to past years. Iowa State in the Big 12, if, if you got out of the Big 12 um, and you made the NCAA tournament and you advanced this far, um, you're battle-tested. And so I'm going to go with T.J. Otzelberger uh, in the Cyclones of Iowa State beating the Hurricanes. So for Gonzaga Nation SI, that's Friday night's game preview. I look forward to bringing more content. Uh, Adam Morrison and I will be sitting down next week recapping the Gonzaga season um, and previewing what's next and what's to come with Gonzaga Nation SI. 
Have a good day. Enjoy the Elite Eight games that will be played on Saturday. But more importantly, enjoy the Sweet 16 games tonight, allowing teams to get to those Sunday games of the Elite Eight.